All right, Tommy, the message today, it's pretty simple. And then the message is smooth nuts, or more importantly, bare nuts. Mm. Yeah, any given Sunday, Australia is pod- <laughs> is proud to be supported by one of Australia's fastest growing men's grooming brands, Nutcare. Uh, proudly Australian, Nutcare is taking down under grooming to the modern day man. Recently voted number one by Men's Health Magazine with Bare Nuts Pubic Hair Removal Cream. This little baby here. Nutcare is revolutionising male grooming. Um, as proud supporters of any given Sunday, Nutcare is offering our listeners 10% off their first orders. Simply use the promo code any given Sunday at the checkout and the discount will be automatically applied. Nutcare, essential grooming for men. You are listening to Any Given Sunday Australia. Yes, hello and welcome to the Any Given Sunday Australia podcast, the number one podcast in at least two households today. (laughs) <laughs> the good one Australia head office, one studio over in Winnipeg, uh, Kentucky. We're still pretty big in Kentucky. Actually, I'll I just show you uh, uh, the Berry brothers are in Kentucky. Um, the the photo I just showed you, we're, we're back in Atlanta, mate. We are huge in Atlanta, which uh, that will come out on the, the socials in the not-too-distant future for everyone who's wondering about that. Joining us as always, he's however reliable. He's not as... Uh, I don't want to say he's unreliable, but he's a bit in and out, the other boy. <laughs> oh, early fires. Uh, down in his basement where we don't talk about at Tim Cartier, GSAU. How are you, TC24? In the location that shall, shall not be named, unless you want to trawl back through some earlier episodes. Yeah, go it's back. obvious. You can pinpoint exactly where I am, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just I... Obviously, because the potty's getting huge, you know, we just don't want, you know, crazy fans and things the coming fans. in. And you yes. are the only one we've actually said. Forward. We've only ever said where you live. We don't say where me and Danny live. No, lives. that's true. So if I start getting people knocking at the door, I'm going to have to start dropping some other addresses. But no, um, <laughs> going really good, brother. Good to see you. Uh, huge week two um, in football to, to cover off. Uh, plenty to cover off. So let's let's hook into it. Did you get across a bit more than you did week one? Uh, this week was a little bit quieter for me. It was nice. I did have the day, uh, went up and watched our boy Maxie Rampling in his grand final up in uh, Wangaratta, playing for the Bright Mountain Men. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they didn't get the job done on the day, but um, no, it was a good day to get up there. Cracking cracking weather, cracking spot for footy. Um, great oval. Um, but yeah, yeah, unfortunately, didn't get the chockies, um, the big fella. So uh, disappointing there. But yeah, I, I did manage to get my head across a few more games this week. Luckily, uh, yes. my head was a little. I was a, I was a little bit um, of more sound mind. Yeah, not uh, as foggy, weekend. not as <laughs> you know, a few less celebrations going on. A little bit clearer, nice. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to point out the obvious, but our work experience kid turned pro is away. He's taken some family leave. Is the elephant so, not in the room. Yeah, exactly. He has taken family leave. He's doing the right thing. As always, um, you're, you're a good boss. You're. You know, the, the importance is it's always family, work, then potty. So, yes, you know, 100%. The triangle and family's always at the top. Yeah. Nah, so he's doing the right thing today, which uh, is, is good. We like that. So around here. Uh, a couple of things we're going to mention before we get into Assistant Tim's injury report. Uh, let's go. Nurse, nurse Tim, maybe. Nurse Tim, yeah, maybe. That'll yeah, do. we'll go with that. Uh, the our Damson Game Pass link is still live, and it is 
Well, it'll be live for the whole season, but our competition runs right up until kickoff on Friday morning for us. Yeah, um, So I'll, I'll put out Which some more. Thursday the night primetime game, obviously, for anyone else playing overseas. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, so make be, sure you get in to go in the competition to win me... some prize packs from us and NFL Australia. Yes, get, get your teeth into it. Mm. We've also got, as always, our 10 15, 10 15 Friday morning kickoff. 10 15. And the game. What's the early game? We haven't, we'll get into it later, but it's. Uh, the, th- the Thursday game is the Giants 49ers. Giants 49ers. So before Mitch Wisnowski kicks off. Uh, Mitch Wish. Mitch Wish. Make sure you get into it. Uh, yeah. And our merch store, as always. Actually, I had a few boys from work getting right around it. I've got the old school shirt on today, a bit of. Yeah, I've been rotating the older stuff through too. It's nice just to get a blow, blow the cobwebs off and run it through. But I wore this on the way home from work this morning. I just had to go through the mess to fill up the drink bottle and got a lot of uh, a lot of positive feedback about it. So nice, nice. Exciting. I've had a lot of uh, boys. Just the different teams coming out. It's it's good to see that they they some of them look real crisp, which is yeah, good. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Don't forget, we got yeah, we've got all all teams colours uh, in the, any given Sunday style. So. Have a look at the merch store there. Treat yourself. Yeah, yeah. All right. I know you are the nurse of the group, but we'll still run with the... Thank you for calling Dr. Danny's office. Now, it is obviously still Danny's office, but he's out of office, so we're just taking care of the show for the day. We've let a couple of uh, the... Well, I guess medical work experience kids into the building. Yeah, exactly, Maybe. exactly. And uh, before you do get across that list, because it is quite a big list this weekend, as it was in week one, uh, it's brought to us by C2C Rare Threads. The guys there, just a nice small family uh, business, which I've been really in contact with these guys the last few weeks. So they really are amazing. They get around us heaps. So uh, 10% off with the code any given Sunday, just like it is with all of our sponsors. Uh, get around them. they got some real crisp stuff. But what are some of the injuries that we've had this week, Timothy? So uh, I've got my list here. I'm just going to whip through them. Obviously, there's a couple of big ones that we'll come back to, but I'll just I'll whip through the list now just so we can sort of tick off most of the bigger ones. So uh, obviously, uh, running back from the Browns, Nick Chubb, season-ending left knee injury. Uh, pretty gruesome if you were unfortunate enough to come across that video over the interwebs. Um Saquon Barkley running back from the Giants. He's got a low ankle sprain. They well, they MRI's deemed it a low ankle sprain, so he's been ruled out this week against the 49ers, and it's going to be a week to week sort of prognosis for him. Also from the Giants, the left tackle Andrew Thomas. He's got a hammy, I think, also out for the week. Not sure his long term prospects. Uh, Lion safety CJ GJ mm. CJ Gardner Johnson. He tore his pec, so potentially looking at a season ending injury there. It just yeah. depends. I suppose on the nature of the injury, but um, Peck's you know, a hard one. Are we going to talk? Is that one we're going to talk about? No, or? I'm going to whip through the list, but yeah, um, yeah potentially season. Uh, Panthers linebacker Shaq Thompson broken fibula, also out for the season. So quite a few season-ending injuries um, from the week, which is never great. Mm. Um, safety out of the cards, Buda Baker. He's got a hammy issue. He missed he missed week two, but they've placed him on IR now. So he's going to miss a minimum minimum of four games, not including the game that he already missed week two. So he's out for another four. Um, there's a few guys within the concussion protocol, so I'll just roll through a, a few of them. Colts quarterback Anthony Richardson. Saw him get the head, head knock with the whiplash uh, when he scored his second touchdown. He's in protocols, looking good. Um, 
Raiders wide receiver Devontae Adams. He was pulled out of the game, I think, in the fourth quarter. He's looking good, is all reports, but you know, he's just he's in that protocol. And also Dolphins wide receiver Jalen Waddle. He's in the protocol as well. So their availability for week three is determined by how they progress through the protocol. So no call being made on them yet. Uh, Ravens wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. He's got an ankle issue at the moment. They're probably you'd think they'll keep him on ice until you know they've got him for the later part of the season sort of thing. He doesn't need to be primed and firing now, so they'll probably keep him on ice and be pretty conservative there. And just the last one I've got on the list, the Lions running back, David Montgomery. He uh, exited the game with a thigh injury. Um, so he's just sort of a, a week-to-week prospect as well. Not yeah, sure if he's... Just more yeah. a bit of a corky, that one, I think. Mean, yeah. Bruising. Um, yeah, so that was just a bit of a list of the, the main ones. Um on the list there, there's probably, you know, plenty more, but there's obviously a few big ones that we can roll back through. And I think you wanted to touch on uh, CJ, GJ. Yeah, just the, like you said, the nature of the injury and whether he'll actually need the surgery or if it can be rehabbed. Um, I know that the PEC, we had one last year. Was it TJ Watt? I think he it went was. Out. Yeah, it was either a PEC or a bicep, but same kind I of mechanism injury. And yeah, he was able to rehab it and be back within four weeks where... It sounds like the early news is that it's a surgery and he might be gone for the year. So. Early reports, it's looking like the year for mm. CJ, but um, yeah, not you're just not sure. Like, and obviously every injury is different for everyone, but yeah, probably looking at season ending and then mm. um, <laughs> good timing. Obviously, excuse me there. Uh, obviously, the other massive one was the Nick Chubb injury. Um, obviously, huge huge implications for the Browns. He was mm. there, running back number one, but also huge implications if you play fantasy. He would have been. Probably the first rounder in a lot of teams. I know he was in one of mine, unfortunately. Um, but just sickening, and you don't like to see injuries like that. And like even a few people sort of talking about, yeah, look, he's definitely out for the season. But you know, is this potentially career ending? Like the yeah. the severe nature of it. Like it was bloody gruesome having myself done an, an injury in the past. Like you see that, and it just gives you the, like the yeah one of the knee bruzzies, yuck feeling. A question for you about it, is it, and look, you, you're not necessarily going to know the answer, but is it worse to have one that's a contact like he was where they took out his knee or where I think yours was more just the, the pulling and the turning kind of doing your knee? Yeah, because like, I said with mine, mine wasn't just an innocuous one where I went to change direction. Like I was sort of off balance and landed awkwardly. So landed on it. I yep. sort of put that as my mechanism of injury. I'm not sure, like... It's going to be different person to person, but just having the, I think you're talking about like the mental side of it to have the confidence to go back mm-hmm. out and play. Um, yeah, it's going to be hard. And like being a running back, you know, you're going to be getting hit a lot and yeah. you see and those cuts, lower tackles. Like, you know, it's just a, yeah, you know, like it wasn't a dirty tackle or, any, or anything like that by any means. It was just unfortunate. There's the position, positioning of the bodies at the time. So it will have a huge mental impact on him and that like you know you, you essentially you have to rehab from that too and get the confidence back in the knee too so that that will play a really big part on on his journey back if, if he does make it back which we all um obviously hope he does he has done it uh i'm not he sure was, a, but in the uh, for the georgia bulldogs he did it yeah today. and it was another one yeah, that was very before that's right yeah another gruesome one i think that was a hit he was same hyper extension of the knee but just didn't look good back then, but he made he did make a full recovery and came back. So, and was his yeah. explosive self 
in the mm-hmm. NFL, but yeah, so it was a full dislocation and, and multiple ligament damage. Uh, yeah. The one on the weekend, so that's going to be a, a, when, a very long road back. When the the TV, you know, it was ESPN, obviously. When they don't show the replays, it's generally a good sign that it's a bad one. Yeah, a yeah. good sign that it's bad. A bad sign if, that it's. If good. you know what I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. That was another extensive list, mate. You've done well to get through. I oh, just it's, and it's unfortunate the attrition rate is pretty high. Mm. Um. And obviously, like another one, you know, that people watch pretty closely is Saquon Barkley. Yeah, um, so it's come out and they've said because it's a low ankle sprain, not the high ankle sprain, it's or syndesmosis, <laughs> like it's called over here. Yeah, um, yeah, they've just come out. Oh, it's just a regular sprain. He'll be week to week. <laughs> yeah, week. And they've week even to said week. he could play this week. I they haven't ruled him out. Yet. They have ruled him out. He's officially out this week. I'm pretty sure he's officially out this week. When you lost. The last, the, the latest I saw was he was officially out this week. Okay, I, I, yeah, I heard um, Dable. Yeah, last I heard was he's not throwing it out, but I'm gonna go with the nurse over my. Yeah. <laughs> but even that, he could be back as early as next week, which is, yeah, huge. huge. Yeah. All right, uh, we've both picked a game to review this Ooh, week. Correct. Um, I will go first because it, it is the team that Saquon Barkley. Uh, place for that I was going to discuss. You picked the... We spoke about it just before, and you ended up picking the one that I was like, oh, there's two games I'd, I'd like to talk about, and you picked the one, so I'll go with the we other just one. Happened to, we'd be on, we're on the same page. We are, and they're as perfect as my timing has been. Uh, I haven't got the <laughs> everything up like I wanted. There it is. Okay, uh, so fun. I've gone with the Giants versus the Cards. Now, it wasn't the most glamorous game of the weekend, um, but I think it could be a pretty huge game for the Giants' season. They were 20 to nil at halftime down. And considering the fact they hadn't... So that's six quarters. They haven't put a score on the board. So I, I feel like if they go seven, they're probably, you know, a lot of the Giants fans are coming for, um, you know, Daniel Jones. We've just paid you a shitload of money and it's six quarters you haven't scored. So, mm-hmm. And they're versus in Arizona who a lot of people have... Put them towards the bottom of their ladder this year. So the fact that they're twenty nil down at halftime, Dobbs is looking pretty well, and I, I think he actually played a pretty good game. Um, but the second half, there was a, a play pretty early, might have been the first or second play of the of the second half. Um, Daniel Jones to Jalen Hyatt, uh, rookie, massive pass hit hit him in stride, uh, went for. Doesn't say how far, but it was a nice long pass, uh, and it really just set up. It was a game changer for him and and um, the Giants. They end up putting thirty one points on in the second half. Um, their defense come out strong, especially in the last quarter. They put on three. They stopped the Cards three times. Um, the Cards were only able to score once in the second half. Uh, end up running thirty one to twenty eight winners. Some stats for you which I have right here as well. Daniel Jones out of going 26-37 for 321, two touchdowns and an interception. Barkley, before he went out, he went out in the fourth, I believe. Uh, he he ran, rushed for 63 as well as caught for 29. So he had a, still had a pretty big day uh, considering. Now, Daniel Jones, he rushed for 59, right, as well mm-hmm. as he's passing for 321. He is an... Rushing on the overs. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, 
I have won with him rushing on the overs. So just uh, for the punters out there, look for Daniel lock, Jones on the overs. Lock that one away. That's a nice It's little... always about 28 to 30 they give him, and that's two weeks in a row he's gone overs. So that's one just to, to look for. Uh, like I said, Hyatt, two receptions for 89 yards. One of them was an absolute bomb. Uh, and Darren Waller, kind of back into a little bit of form. He went six receptions uh, on eight targets, so pretty good uh, catching rate for 76 yards. Uh, but the cards, like you said, everyone's kind of put them down as having a bit of a down year. But they were in the game uh, right up to their ears until they weren't. Uh, Josh Dobbs, 21-31 for 228 and a touchdown. James Connor, 23 rushes for 106 and a touchdown. Uh, even Dobbs, three rushes for 41 and a touchdown. So even the overs for him was pretty nice. And then they had a nice spread. So Zach Ertz went for 56. Mike Wilson, 56. Marquise Brown went for 54. So a good spread. So Dobbs is looking pretty well, even though he's just kind of sitting in that spot until Kyler Murray uh, makes a return. Which uh, one when did he do his knee? It was second half of last year, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I reckon it was pretty close to mid-year. So I don't know officially how he's tracking, but you'd think he'd be back mid-year this year. So they are 0-2. But if yeah. they could string a couple of games together, you just never know with the cards. They are in a tough division. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you just, you just never know. They just need to string a couple of games. Like they've been in both games every now, like lost on three on the weekend. Um, yeah, you just never know. But a real turning point, I think, for the Giants. To be able to put on 31 in the second half and lead into this week's game, which is San Fran on Friday, isn't it? Friday morning, Thursday. Yeah, so that's a tough one to lead into, but you'd rather well, yeah. lead into it with a win than uh, eight quarters with no scoring. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, the biggest thing, coming off six quarters without scoring, and they what, they'd had 60 points put put on them. Mm. And they had to come out and respond, and they did. So that's that's huge. That's the biggest biggest story out of that, I'd say. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, and the second biggest would be Barkley, depending on how he goes. True. Uh, yeah, but still, they they needed some positives, and they got them. So they got them. Beautiful. Um, I had a quick look at the Ravens and the Bengals game, the little divisional matchup there. Uh, driving to work, actually, um, I was carpooling, so I was able to okay, get up on the phone and actually watch watch a bit of the second half. So it was actually pretty good uh, because Shout the second Brendo, half. Was that driving? It was Brendo driving. Thank you, mate, yeah. for allowing me to um, do a bit of research on, or just a bit of homework on the way to work. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, the Ravens obviously come away three-point winners there. Um, bit of this, or, you know, a bit of the talk out of the game is Joey Burr probably tweaked his calf a little bit um, towards the end of this game, it might have been in that in that last quarter. That he definitely, I remember, I saw he went off at one stage and he had the you know the therapy like massage gun, just mm. trying to keep the blood flow going to the calf. So I don't know if it was just feeling tight. He definitely doesn't feel comfortable yet, and I think he's even come out and said that you know missing a bit of um, training camp and stuff like that when he when he did the um, calf initially is impacting him and it's showing like you know the, with the slow start they're they're zero and two. Mm. Um, you know, these guys were a lot of people's Super Bowl fancy still um, at the start of the year. It's, it's, we're only two weeks in, so, you know, you can't write them off. Um, but after signing the big deal, uh, $55 million um, for Joey's, it, they're not really getting the the return on investment just yet. Um, the game was pretty good. It's the the, Bay, the sorry the Ravens went in um, at halftime three points up, and that's how the deficit stayed. They both scored a touchdown each in the third and fourth um, quarters. Joey Burrow had a um, a good little drive. Like time was running down, he, he got a, um, a 
four-yard touchdown to T. Higgins with 3.28 left on the clock. So it was all, all sort of then onto the defense to get a, you know, get a three on out or whatever and um, get the ball back in Joey's hands. But Lamar was just able to do enough and they were just able to just get the first downs and just hang on to the ball and then they were able to um, to run the clock out in the end um, and just, yeah, walk off winners there. Um, so Ravens sitting on top. In, uh, in the AFC North, 2-0, and, and and Cincinnati probably to a lot of people's surprise, 0-2 on the bottom of the of the division there. Mm-hmm. That that cast uh, just want... doesn't seem to disappear, does it? Well, it's just just nagging, and it's like they can mm-hmm. be a bit hard to shake. I've been luck, touch wood, lucky enough, I haven't had too many calf injuries myself, but playing with people that have gone through them before, they can be a bit nagging and, and tough to shake. But just some um, quick quick stats from the game. Lamar went uh, 24 from 33 for 237 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Uh, rushing, uh, Lamar's had 54 himself. Uh, so he's had a pretty productive game. Gus Edwards, uh, 10 carries for 62 yards and a touchdown. And then over on the, the bagel side, Joey went 27 of 41 um, for two touchdowns and an interception. Both his touchdowns to T. Higgins there. Um, and Joey Mixon, rushing for 59 off 13 carries. Hmm. That's it. Lamar's just, he's not setting the world on fire, but doing enough just to get the W, isn't he? Doing enough. And like, you know, Zay Flowers has been looking good. He had four receptions for 62 yards. Um, so he's been, you know, pretty productive. Mark Andrews, what did he have? Andrews had five for five receptions for 45 yards in a touch. Yeah. So he was pretty good off eight targets. Yeah, um, he's, the, he's the Travis Kelsey of the... The Ravens, so yeah, I think he's a, a real yardstick kind of player, and like that's that's pretty good production from from your tight end. So like, oh, you yeah, know, huge. That's yeah, that's pretty good going. So yeah, nah, things things are pretty are looking pretty good for Wally's Ravens. Yeah, Wally, yeah, he'll, he'll be happy. Yeah, he it's will a be. perfect way to start two and zero. You know, just getting into the groove, and like we we touched on before, Odell uh, went out with the ankle injury. But they'll probably keep him on ice. Pretty be pretty conservative, I would have thought. Save him for uh, probably the back back half of the year. Yeah, yeah, smart. That's what he wants to play anyway. He's already come out. Remember he said he's like, oh, maybe I don't even play regular season games. Maybe he's coming on a playoff specialist. <laughs> they don't they don't count really. I only come when they count. So, yeah. all right, we'll move on to the news because we do have a fair bit of news to talk about. The first one uh, is the replacement. Uh, oh, actually, I should say the news is brought to us by American Connection with a K. Uh, the lads out there, they've actually got a competition running at the moment, not with us. So, um, no, but I saw this. Yeah, not 100% sure what the competition is, but uh, go and check them out. Uh, you can see all the gear. What was that? Was it the back plates? Yeah, the, uh, it's, I know it's about sporting gear, but yeah, that's the back plates you can see on the screen now, which uh, yeah. I'm still going to get one. School Mate, holidays. I, that, I need them. That gold one. I saw that gold one. It that looks gold one looks bloody shitty. I'll yeah. tell you that much. Um, so the first news that we had is, and it, and it came out really late or early, depending which way you want to see it, uh, this morning, last night. Uh, I was actually awake at work um, when it came out, so I was straight onto it onto the onto the Twitters or the X's and, and put it out first in Australia, which I'm pretty happy to say that uh, Kareem Hunt has been brought Was back. might have something to say about that. Yeah. No, he wasn't awake. You've got to be awake for these things, mate. It was like 1.30 right. this morning. I was up there, and you can you can check the X's and sector times. I, I sent it out to NFL Australia and said, look, first here, uh, that Kareem Hunt has come back to the Browns in the wake of the, the Nick Chubb injury, which 
Uh, we're not surprised. We we already heard whispers that he was in the in the building having a chat. So uh, bringing him back was it was a surprise to you? Uh, well, that he ended up back at the Browns after the injury, not a surprise, I suppose. But he did he tour the Colts, the Saints, yeah. and was there another one? Maybe the Pats. Maybe I'm well. not sure, but he, but he, was, he had, yeah, obviously he'd been shopping around a little bit, um, and just there wasn't a deal done, so it just made perfect sense as soon as, as soon as Chubb went down. Yeah, it made perfect sense. It's a system that he knows. Yeah, um, slot straight back in. Whether he's uh, RB one or RB two, probably Jerome Ford going to look at RB one for the next at know, least little this while. Week, you'd yeah, think. he'll get he'll get you know the the dominant share of the carries and things like that. But um, yeah, it's a good fit. Uh, yeah. And as unfortunate as the Chubb injury is, like this is probably like a you know a better case scenario of you know someone come out coming back straight in knows the system, um, fit in pretty well. And w- was it a one year deal? I think four million dollars yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, just bring it back. Just plug and play pretty much. And like like we said before, I imagine that there's talks of, you know, if Chubb's not quite right going forward and if he doesn't, you know, have the confidence or, you know, whatever the case may be, we won't talk about that until it happens. But there's Mm. obviously going to be more chance for him to hang around and have a bit more uh, longevity in his career as well. And then it's, you know, well, not the onus, but the incentives there for him to have an absolute ball out year too. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So he was. He made a comment that he was waiting around for the right deal to happen, which I get that. But we're in it before this. We're in a week three, mate. Like, how much are you going to well, wait? And that's the thing. This is very convenient. Like, where was that deal coming from? So yeah, it doesn't sound know, like too many people were jumping in his service. Kids have kind of fallen his way a little bit on this one, and he's been fortunate. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, another running back that has been signed, and he was actually, I'd almost say, forced out of the building because uh, Cam Akers are signed with the Vikings, the Rams, former Rams running back, uh, who, who's been quite productive for the Rams over the years, but just kind of fallen out of favour as much as prior to this uh, story coming out last night or early this morning. Um, his coach uh, Sean McVay actually come out and said. Yeah, the best thing for him, we're going to look to move him on, which you don't really hear that too often. And do you feel like that's just he's maybe like the system's not working for him anymore, or you know they don't they don't feel like they're getting the right production out of him mm. for whatever reason within their system, or you know maybe complete other there's a locker room issue or you know something like that for for a coach to come out and say that yeah it's pretty it's pretty interesting to hear words like that that yeah no we we feel like we need to move him on essentially yeah it's. Like, yeah, I, I, it, it wasn't for much. It was for a future. No, what was it for a potential? Well, they've, um, they've swapped sixth rounders. I can't yeah. tell you what, which ones they are. And there's a um, conditional seventh rounder in there as well. So yeah, the conditional seventh, yeah. They're so, throwing them for pies and chips. But like, not much. Yeah, yeah, you know, pie like and coke it, after the game. Yeah, thanks for which, the, thanks, thanks for boundary umpiring. He's the runner. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, the Vikings, good for them. Like they've only they're they're still reeling after the loss of Dalvin Cook. They've well, only rushed go so yeah. But in two games, I think it was sixty nine yards in two games. And like Kirk loves to throw a four yard run in one. Like yeah, and like and that's fine. Kirk, but Kirk loves to throw it. But you need a running game to complement. Like yeah. otherwise, yeah. Yeah, I think they were uh, um 
league low 69 yards, but then they're thrown for 600 and something or 700 and something, which was second in the league. Like, yeah. they are getting very – and Mike does love to air it out to his boy, Justin. Um, and you go, like, you've got one of the the best wide receivers in the yeah. game, but you just can't make it so predictable for nah, defense. That's where Dalvin Cook, like, he used to absolutely tear Green Bay a new one because – They'd be so deadly in the air. And you also were so sad to see him down. Yeah, doubt, I was obviously. so devastated. Um, and <laughs> and is it Alexander Madison? Madison? He was he was touted to be the next Dalvin Cook, but just hasn't really, whether he's not getting the ball enough or just not doing enough when he does get it. Um, does it come on? It yeah. hasn't really panned out. So just adding to their, their running back room is, is not a bad shout by them. Bit of pressure on Madison if he's not doing the, you know, doing the right things. Create some competition within the within That's the building, good. yeah. And he's, a, I'm pretty healthy, sure, healthy Acres, he was around for their Super Bowl win. So having a Super Bowl winner, I think you're yeah, right. I reckon yeah. he was the one. Did he come back late for it? But that's absolutely something we could check. We, we won't. won't. No, we're running we'll out just of time. Go with it. Uh, <laughs> we're going to move on. <laughs> to you. Push on. We're, keeping a, we're keeping a tight. That's, it. that's how we roll here. We're not here to talk dribble like we that's normally me. do. Uh, Jets wide receiver Garrett Wilson has come out and. Just pretty much said that they're long skid, which is a bit of an odd odd saying. But they're I think it's a fourteen game losing streak to the Patriots is unacceptable, and it's on the likes of himself, the younger guys coming through that have got to turn this thing around. I haven't seen, so I couldn't. You sent me the link to this article, and it was taking me to all sorts of other things. So I haven't seen Perfect. it. But that little synopsis there—that's awesome, and that's. But no, that's that's good, and that's. I think Jets fans will be. Um, pretty happy to hear a young guy like that coming through with that sort of leadership type mentality and, you know, wanting to change, change your, or change your attitude, change your mindset and like, you know, wanting to move forward, get away from this losing streak. It's on us now. It's on us. Like he's, he's taken ownership of it, even though it's not his fault for the 14 game losing streak, but he's taken ownership and they want to change the tide and start creating that winning culture. I think that's awesome. And Jets fans would be really happy to hear um, quotes like that coming out of, out of Garrett's house for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely be chomping at the bits to get her out of it. So they haven't really been that great the last few years, hence the couple of first uh, round picks that, that are dominating at the moment. But you also got to think they were versing Tom Brady for a fair portion of that. So uh, that, that's oh, yeah. seven or 14 or seven years, really, because if they're playing them twice a year, um, seven years since mm-hmm. they've beat them, it's, it's fair enough. And actually, the last game they did beat them, Fitzmagic come out and balled out, and they beat him in overtime, uh, I think. And in that overtime game, uh, the Patriots, this was back when if you scored a touchdown straight up, it was game over. Patriots won the toss, said, we'll let we'll kick off to you guys, let you have the ball first, and they ran down the field and scored. So Tom Brady didn't even get oh. a chance to, to beat him. So the rules have changed since then. But, uh, yeah, I, just, I remember seeing the video of Tom just sitting on the sideline going, <laughs> What the fuck have we done here? What are we doing? Uh, yeah, but like you said, good good for the young blokes. Like he's only a second year wide receiver, so to put that on his shoulders and the other young guy's shoulders is but kind for, of yeah, for Jets fans, that's that's so encouraging to hear, you know, messages like that coming and coming from your young leaders, your emerging guys, that's that's a huge that's that's what you want yeah. to hear. That's yeah. awesome. The next story affects me directly. <laughs> Oh. Personally, almost. I'm gonna have to. I can't remember which way I went, but as a person who okay. tries to pick the line in every game each week, 
Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sean yeah. McVeigh has had to come out and explain his reasonings for kicking a field goal with four seconds left. <laughs> the line was seven and a half and, and they were down by ten. They kicked yeah. the field goal to make it seven. There's a lot of people who have come out and said, Sean McVeigh is betting on the NFL. <laughs> no, but this is, isn't this wild? Like, And this just shows the influence and how big sports gambling is now. The, the fact that he's had to come out and essentially address it and explain his reason why they attempted the field goal. And it's fair yeah, enough. Yeah, the, when he, the when he, he said the reason, it, I was like, oh, that's a great point. <laughs> so his, his, his thoughts, just to break it down quickly, in his mind, he's thinking, all right, we're going to get down within field goal range, kick a quick field goal, and then we're going to go for an onside kick. Try and get the ball back and hail Mary shot, try and tie the game. And then, you know, well, you know, he's thinking win the game. Uh, in the end, I think it was... Oh, what's uh, Pacquiao? No, how do you say his oh, name? Oh, yeah, the new boat. Uh, I didn't have it written down. Yeah. Anyway, he... he Pacquiao? Um, Nua? Nua? Oh, Nicka... Nicka... <laughs> oh, no, Nicka... Oh, the old Nicka Pacquiao. Yeah. Whatever his name is. Whatever his name is. The, the rookie yeah. um, receiver. Sensation. He, he... Sensation. He's been balling out. But he... Um, had a reception, got him within, got into the um, the thirty yard line, and but it was really slow to get up, sort of not aware of the game clock or anything like that, because I think it was about twenty eight seconds when that play started. By the time he got up, got the ball back, all that sort of stuff, it was down to four seconds. So they were never going to have enough time to kick the field goal, get the onside kick, but they just still went through with the plan and kicked the field goal, and, and yeah, they covered, and a lot of people were upset and in arms and all that sort of stuff, hey. but. Just, I don't know. Who it, uh, hey, I'm now going on the record. Humbling, I'll say that that was the only game that's I humbling. lost. I feel terrible because I've got to look up his name. Yeah, you keep going. That's Paka Nua Nuka. I wouldn't even be able to say it right if <laughs> when we did have it. Um, but he also said, you know, it's yes, it doesn't look great. <laughs> he understands. He understand, He's admitting it doesn't look great. But yeah, Puka Nuka or Puka Nuka. Yeah. Um, he, he, uh, he, another part of his reasoning was, you know, later in the year, if there's a tiebreaker coming uh, and there's every every chance in that division, he goes, these points matter. He goes, in the past, we've been Point, burnt. Exactly right. We've been burnt by two, three, four points. He goes, if we kick these field goals, might look stupid, but down the road, if we have points for and against uh, in our favour, everyone's going to go, you know what, that time he kicked that field goal, he's a genius. Exactly right. And... As he said, he's not even thinking of that at the time. Nah. Like that's not even he, not even a consideration. Like thinking about the line and yeah. you know, oh, covering. I don't think a coach is ever thinking about the line. To be fair, nah. um, but yeah. Nah. So I, I, when he came out and said, you know what, this we're actually thinking long term for this. It's also another rep for the kicker. You know, get that thing happening yeah, under yeah, a bit of pressure. Right. Like it's just yeah. instead of just throwing it up there, it gets thrown away. Nothing happens. Sweet, whatever. You know, let's let's actually use this and go forward with it. So, yeah, I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. Not at all. All right, our last little bit of news. We uh, we we come across a article that we both had a read, and we're just going to pick it a, our favourite little points from the article. Um, before we do, there was I was meant to bring it up before. Just a shout out to the Denver Broncos. I don't know if you saw that game. This is way back in the uh, <laughs> the reviews. Uh, the Broncos hit a Hail Mary as time expired. Did you see that? 
Oh, and it's gone off. The, yeah, bounced off yeah, everyone, like, and then it just fell into. Uh, I'm not even yeah. sure who it was, but fell in touchdown, went down, needed the two points to send it over time, and missed that. So <laughs> hit it from 55 yards and missed it from 15. So, but shout out for the awesome <laughs> play by uh, the Broncos and Russell Wilson. Wassle. 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 Yeah, so we're going to get into this. Uh, we just picked a couple that we liked each um, from these stories. Do you want to go first or me, mate? We'll go one and one. I'll go oh, first, mate, if you like. So, um, yeah, it was a good little article, um, and it just had a few points of things we're learning about teams as we've gone on. So I went with um, about the commanders because we've touched on Sam Howell, and if we, if, I think it was even you. It might have been a question without notice. Do we think Sam Howell's going to be a guy? Um the article just touched on how Eric Bieniemy opened up Sam Howell in the second half. So he had, it was two of three passes for 65 yards when he was throwing for over 25 air yards. Yep. So that makes sense. So he's, he's airing the ball out. He's, he's throwing it long. And he connected on two of those for 65-yard um, passes. In the second half, he had a passer rating of 155.8. So um, balling out in that second half there. So... Um, to your question without notice at that time of is Sam Howell going to be a guy, uh, it's looking more and more like he's going to be a guy. Uh, the commanders are 2-0. and uh, As you said, good little win against the Broncos there, uh, despite that awesome play late. So change of ownership, like we talked about, all those things. Um, change of head coach, all that sort of stuff. Looking good so far for the commanders. 2-0 and start. Yeah. So. Doing all the right things. Doing all the right things. Damn how balling out in the second half. My first one was watching it live, uh, the Packers versus the Atlanta Falcons, that Bijan Robertson is already a top five running back in the league. Now, he's he's impact the last two games especially, but I, I'm only going to talk about this one because it was we, – we couldn't stop him. He ran – rushed for 124 yards and he mm-hmm. – 172 from scrimmage as well. He, he got 50-odd in the air. Um, but I, I think the most – not important, but like the, the the most trusting thing of him, they gave him gave him the ball on two fourth downs, like two critical fourth downs late in the fourth, um, to get the first down and keep the chains moving and and get him closer for just you know a knockoff, uh, walk off field goal, and he converted both of them. So just to have the faith to go, you know what, we need one, two, three yards. We're going to put the ball in your hand. And in both of those, he got seven or more yards. So well, you just I was going to say when he converted those. When it converted on those fourth and shorts, like it wasn't just just got the got the uh, first. He was yes. like it was a seven like, and yeah. a ten yard run. So <laughs> he's not yeah. only just getting them; he's pushing this forward and really putting the hammer down. So yeah, two games in, he's already always third in the league for rushing. So if you, if that's not a top five rushing quarterback, uh, running back, I don't he, know what is. But season twenty twenty three, he sits comfortably in the top five uh, for yeah. sure. Um, my next te- I looked at was the, uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks, and because we've talked a bit about Baker Mayfield and, and uh, is he the right guy for down there? Uh, they're 2-0 as well. They're off to a flying start. And we're just talking about his connection with Mike Evans. So cool little stat that I pulled from the article. It was for, uh, the nine out of the last nine seasons, Mayfield has had a 1,000-yard-plus receiver on his team, mm-hmm. and that's Mike Evans for him at the Bucks. They Their connection on the weekend um, – Evans had eight targets and he had six receptions for 171 yards and a touchdown. So, yeah, and a 70-yard 70, 70 long 
uh, out of those six receptions. So their, their connection there, and Baker himself went 26 to 34 for 317. So he's fitting in nicely. Uh, as we touched on um, a few episodes ago, a lot of that um, off-field noise mm-hmm. seems to be settling down for Baker. Um, he's seeming pretty comfortable. Um, the team seems to like him. Uh, you know, after all that lo- that talk of like, oh, is, is Baker like a, a locker room guy? Like, does he get the locker room and stuff like that? But things are looking good. He's got a great connection with Mike Evans down there and the Bucks are looking pretty good. And I, I for one, said uh, they weren't going to be doing much this year and they're 2-0. So, look, things are looking all right. Yeah, absolutely. And my last one hits close to home uh, because I love picking on these bastards. The Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the thing we we've learned about them in two weeks is that the one score games are no longer going in their favor they had uh an nfl record 11 and 0 in one four games one score games last year um out of their 13 wins and i reckon we touched on this a heap but just the fact it still blows my mind they had 13 wins and what four losses and had a negative point differential which (laughs) kind of shows shows why they went out in the first week this year, already 0-2 from one-score games. Uh, and it really showed – I watched it. I know Danny watched it because he was sending messages afterwards. I'm not sure about yourself. But they just couldn't – their giveaways are really hurting them. They, you know, whether it was diving for – it was Justin Jefferson diving for the end zone and fumbled it into the end zone, which means it's a touchback and it goes the other way. Just silly little mistakes yeah, I saw, like I this. Yeah, I actually see that play. Yeah, yeah, it's just really costing them – when it's so close. So. Well, and they're the little things in those one-score games that, that make yeah, the difference. Well, the, the final line in this thing, it says, if Minnesota takes care of the football, they're at least one and one. Could be two and zero. But, mm. yeah, so I take great pride in saying the fact that they are 0-2. <laughs> wow, and just hopefully, from a Vikings point of view, hope they're easy things to pick to fix up. Take care of the ball, um, changes things. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Drastically. Uh, no, very good. Nice little wrap. Beautiful, mate. We're going to get into a segment that I love more than probably most. Um, <laughs> I was not ready. It's time for questions without notice. Now, a little change. It's question. It is one question because I actually think it's good. I, I've put it to an outside source, and when I put it to said source, he actually said, shit, great question, which... I was like, oh, here we go. Uh, and I'll give you his response after I get yours. So you're just asking it because you think good raps for yourself. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I'll tell yeah. you, the source was Loz, our boy Loz Haresh. Uh, yes. So when he said, great question, I was I was pretty chuffed with myself. Um, but the question mm-hmm. I'll put to you, and I'll give you his answer once you've done, is do you think the running backs this year have shown the hesitation from owners and front office to not pay them? or be hesitant to pay them, was actually correct with the amount of early injuries that we've had so far to running backs. Now, if you want to, like, a couple of the running backs that are down, obviously Chubb's gone down, Barkley's gone down, Aaron Jones has missed. Eckler didn't play this week. Um, You know, and that's... Eckler didn't play this week. Eckler missed and still not 100% going this week. Like, some huge names in teams and fantasy teams. Yeah, I... I can see what you're saying, but I feel like it's still a cop out for the owners. Like it's a, it's an excuse. It's a yeah, like it's a way to use an excuse to drive down the price, which is ultimately business wise what they want to do. They don't want to have to pay overs. Um, 
I think you know it's the NFL. It's the not for long. It's the you know it's the high attrition rate. Every there's injuries at every position. Um, they're just highlighted at the running back at the moment because it's the stars. It's mm. the it's the out and out stars of the game that are that are missing at the moment. Um, nah, I don't. Yeah, I don't like that as an excuse not to pay him. No, fair enough. And it is though, but it is. And they, they, they unfortunately, it is a reason. That is one hundred percent. Use it, and unfortunately, they will. Yeah. Um, so I'll yeah. read Loz. I was going to get him to do a little video, but I wasn't quite sure how to actually work it out. So yeah, I'll just read it. So his first thing he says, great question. I was like, yeah, bloody oath. Uh, You've said that. Yeah. Time. So yeah. the great question that I put to him, uh, he said, I think many front officers hesitation to get, and I loved his response. And it's very similar to yours to give running backs long-term money deals makes entire sense due, due to the pure numbers and toll of the physical collision of the position. However, just because it makes sense doesn't make it fair. That position is a yeah. unique spot from a Ushid standpoint, and I'm fully on board the salary cap and draft allowances for running backs being explored. That could be early draft entry, shorter-term rookie contracts, or even a proportional salary cap exemption for running backs. There are, they are massive stars of our game, often the first names that we learn and fall in love with the game because of. Sorry. Yeah, so I, I feel like, yeah, we're on the same yeah, page. 100%. It, it makes business sense, but, yeah. Don't I, like I think the, the line that he said where just because it makes sense doesn't make it fair. Doesn't make it that fair. That is 100%. Yeah. So, yeah. but I, And you know what? It is, it's ironic and unfortunate timing that after all the noise about the running back market that, yeah, all these big, big name injuries Well, happen. I think, and the fact that, well, Saquon Barkley was one of the ones making the noise and he's now gone down like... Is mm. making a rod for your own back, aren't you? A little uh, bit, unfortunately. Unfortunately, unfortunately. All right, let's get into the later part of our episodes. We've picked a game each that we're going to talk about. Um, we are missing a third game. We're, not, we're, we're going to do the, the primetime games. It is another week of two primetime Monday night games, which I enjoyed having side-by-side. Like it. Side. it was yeah. hard, hard to watch, but not... For me, because I was on Game Pass and I had them side by side, so that was brilliant for me. So make sure there you, go. you get on. To if it. ever there's a reason, if ever there was a reason to jump yes, on, these absolutely. Double so uh, we'll give a shout out to the Friday game for us, which is the Forty uh, ers and the Giants hosting the Giants. Um, yep. Just a quick one. How do you see it going? Forty ers I feel like the Forty ers I don't know what the line is, but I feel like they're going to. I feel like they're going to bleed. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure the line's probably about the seven and a half off the top of my head, and I reckon I think it has to be right. I reckon they will beat yeah. it. But the second primetime game is all yours, mate. Go ahead. Yeah, so I'm just going to quickly touch on it's my boys, the Raiders, hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers, both sitting one and one. They're actually, if you go to the conference standings, which I do have up, they're sitting four and five in the. Uh, in the AFC, which is probably a bit of a surprise to a few people, but it's early doors, as we said, two weeks in. Um, yeah, both going okay, better than expected. Big thing for the Raiders, um, we need to run the ball a bit more. We need to work on offense. Our, you know, I saw an article saying our defense can have a bad game, but our offense just can't. Um, we need to run the ball. We've got uh, the leading rusher from last year, and there's there's quite a few stats coming out about he had... Um, Negative yardage last week, um, Jacobs. And it's the first time since the merger in 1970 that the, the league-leading rusher from the previous year um, had a game with negative yardage. So that's not a great sign. We need to get the ball in his hands, get him 
uh, running the ball up the field and just let Jimmy G work. Just work the system, uh, do your Jimmy G things, and we should take care of the Steelers. But this, the Steelers are an absolute wagon on defense. Mm. Uh, DJ Watt and uh, who's his mate on the other edge? Um, Cam, uh, Cam Haywood? Is it? He's not on the edge, but he's a, one, another one of the big boys. But they're, they're absolute game wreckers. And, yeah, TJ's have, had an awesome start to the year. So, uh, look look for them he's on, on the defensive side. He's on track for 34 sacks. Years. Yeah, the league record, I think, is 28 nah, or something. 20, so. 22 and a half. Oh, 22 and a half. I knew it was in the 20s. Well, yeah, there you go. He's on track for um, 34. <laughs> So those boys will obviously be doing their best to uh, get to Jimmy and wreck the game. So hopefully we can nullify their impact a bit, give the offense a bit of a chance. But, um, yeah, obviously I'm tipping my Raiders. There. Minus three, your Raiders are favoured. Favourites, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, to go Taking back, I just checked, minus ten and a half. For the oh, for the 49 the... The game that I am previewing is the Philadelphia Eagles and the Tampa Bay Bucks on nine fifteen mm. on Mon- Tuesday Monday night game Tuesday. Yes. yes. Now I-, I think this is going to be an interesting one because, like you said, uh, in Tampa, in Tampa, which always yeah you know kind of leans their way, doesn't it? So and Baker and the boys have been balling out. Like to go up to Minnesota and get a win week one is huge. Uh, and the Eagles, I don't think have, you know, they are two and zip. They are both two and zip, but they haven't lit the world on fire. The they've kind of just done enough to they've, just done enough to win. Definitely like they definitely just yeah. done enough to win. They are second in rushing, which I think's gone a long way for them um, going forward. But they're eleventh in offense and twenty sixth in defense and 29th in passing. So. Jalen Yalen is not quite hitting the standards that yeah. he was last year. Whether it's just a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover, just getting the the you know ball rolling again. Um, but they only just got over the line against the Vikings in a you know it was a turnover fest. Like no one could hold onto the ball. Um, where you look mm. on the other side, they're not setting the world on fire either. The Bucks, but they're thirteenth in offense, ninth in defense, ninth in passing. So Baker's doing pretty well, and then they're nineteenth in the rushing. So yeah, like you said, Mike Evans is going to be an issue, but having Godwin on the other side as well. But And the Eagles' secondary is a little bit banged up. Like, they, I think they only had big play Slay as the only recognisable starter who was, at, who was on the field at one point last week. They had a few seconds and third stringers playing. So could be a big game for Baker and Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh and even then, like Slay wasn't able to completely stop JJ's no. production. No, was well, they they do Minnesota do use JJ well, where they'll push him to left and right. Where I think Slay will stay on the one side, we'll stay, yeah. so he's not gonna he yeah. wasn't mirroring him at all. Um, yeah. So yeah, could be a could be a scalping if uh, Tampa Bay can go down. Well, stay home and get the chocolates, I reckon. And it's, I, don't, I don't know. It's just yeah. one of those ones where the Eagles are four and a half favorites, which. I'd be inclined to take that. I reckon it's going to be a close game. Um, but, yeah, interesting one, I think. Just one that a nice one to wet the whistle on a, on Tuesday morning. I like it. I like it. Uh, and yeah, the other big game, game, well, the other primetime game is the Rams and Bagels, which I was tempted to talk about this one too. But having two and O teams playing each other, um, 
was too tempting. Now, I have stuffed up because I did have the... I'll put them up just so you can see them, what I actually did. I had these primed and ready to go, and then I didn't even use them. Oh, your multimedia work. Oh, my media work was stuffed. The first one... Well... I'm going to show you just because I want to show you. All the people on the tubes... Everyone jump on the YouTubes. Oh, that is a good yeah, one. Yeah, I did Look at that. that. The Raiders are the dealers. That's not yeah. bad. So you, uh, three and a half, you're, or three, yeah, three and a half. Do you reckon that's enough? Yeah, I'm taking, taking it. it. And then the other one, yeah. which I was, I was pretty happy with this one too, for our YouTube viewers. This is just another reason to make sure you get on the YouTubes. Make the switch yeah. across. Get on us. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Oh, I think the production value was better on the Raiders and the Steelers. Yeah, it's just something I just whipped together. Well, you know what? It's pretty close, actually. This is—I don't mind this. this better than good. last week. I did cop a bit of a ribbing from last week. And then last week there was a definite dip in quality uh, as we went through the games. <laughs> By the third game, it was like for clip art. Just <laughs> we put the two together. But speaking of, we do need to move on to our lock of lock the week. Lock of the week. Which, and I had a little thought, maybe we should keep track of this and whoever does worse out of their lock of the week for the mm. year, whoever has the worst tally. So I, I, my lock of the week, I didn't win. So that's a negative one to me. Whoever's got the worst total at the end of the year, we should have uh, some sort of little punishment Ooh. for, I think. I don't know. Who was Danny's lock? Do you remember? We can go back to the ta- the archives and check that, but I know I'm definitely negative one. I am one. also negative one. I picked the charges right, and beautiful. they got done. You picked the Packers beautiful, and they got beautiful. done. They did. Your fucking boys let me get. No, Danny took the bills against the Raiders. That's right. So Ooh, Danny's all clear. Danny's on. So do we go into the negative or are we just zeros? Uh, well, either way, whatever way you want to do it, it's all right. Just, you just mark it as a win. So Danny's up one to zeros. All right, Danny's, Danny's one, yeah, where's zero? But we've got a leg up on him this week because <laughs> he's not. Yeah, well, he, he takes a straight zero. That's what happens if you miss a, miss a potty. That's it. So who's your lock of the week? So my lock of the week, I'm going with... Who was I Ooh, going perfect. with? I reckon there was only a couple of games where I was confident enough to say it. It was tight, tight week. No, there was, but because I, I didn't want to take the piss and just, you know, pick against Chicago every week. But in saying that, I'm taking Miami against nah, Denver. Yeah, that was the... I was looking at them so, thinking, two are... You know, way, way to jump on a wagon, yeah, but I, I, need to, I need to get... Tua is leading... I think he was outright favourite for MVP currently. After two yeah, weeks, that's yeah. huge. That's yeah. huge. So I was also looking in that game. Ah, well, I've taken it. Yeah, Sorry. so we can't take the same. Can't have the same game. Can't have the ah, same game. perfect. Because I actually changed and I was picking on the Bears and went the Chiefs over the Bears. <laughs> Did ya? All right. Well, yeah, we'll allow it, but it can't be everyone. Well, I didn't pick it last week. I picked. Um... I know. Yeah. I'm just saying. Just, yeah. just so it's on out there. As soon as All you right, said it, I was like, oh, fuck, I've picked the chips. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine as long as you're not using it as all a right, crutch. So we'll, we'll all be one and one after this week, which will be good. That's, that's, that's the, the plan. because well, I do like hard. your pick, though. <laughs> I do like your pick. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Nah, nice, mate. Well done. Uh, we'll wrap this up. Make sure you be a friend, tell a friend. Leave us a five-star rating. Uh, like and subscribe on the tubes. That's always good for us. Uh, and also, we're, we're doing pretty well on the Spotify's and all that kind of stuff. You like and subscribe and leave yeah. a rating there; it also helps. Find us. Jump on, treat yourself, grab some yeah. merch. Oh yeah, huge! Grab the merch. It's looking, it's flying out the doors, and it's looking schmick. Get on to our. I might. I reckon we make it 
because this will come out on today. You want to give another no, week? No, I reckon just till kick off on Monday morning. So you got till Sunday night. Oh, okay. You got yeah, the whole yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sign up for our Dans and Gameplay uh, using our link, which is all over our socials. Go through our link on our socials. Um, yep. So, yeah. And we'll, we'll endeavour to probably next week we'll announce a winner, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, good. And we'll get the, the prize packs out to them ASAP. Love your work, mate. Good luck to the Raiders. Who, who do the Raiders have? We spoke about it already. We've got the Steelers. We've got Monday night football. Yes, and the Packers. Sunday night, Monday morning. Packers are at home games. against the Saints. Ooh. Our first home game. We're actually favourites. Back up at Lambo. Mm. All right, go the Raiders. <laughs> yes, nice. Nice.